Hey friends, welcome to the Cake Canvas Studio podcast. My name is Taylor Turner. I am a cake designer, owner of the Cake Canvas Studio, and host of a speaker series called Intentional Conversations. Intentional Conversations with the Cake Canvas Studio is a carefully curated speaker series bringing light to the diverse stories that have shaped our journeys. This series is intended for the creative culinary industry. This includes everyone involved in the creation of edible art. Let's talk about what makes you human. Hi, friends. I need to do my hair, my goodness. Hi, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, New Jersey in the house. Hey, girl, how are you? I'm good. I had to make sure I was doing this right. I've never done this. <laughs> like pressing all the right buttons. Look, you, look, you beat me to it because I was going to tell you, like, send me a request and you already dropped it in there. I'm like, bet. Okay. <laughs> you know what? When I, like, watch people's lives and that thing pops up, I get hella nervous that I'm accidentally going to press that on someone else's live and be like, oh, they think that, like, I'm trying to join in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen that happen before. I was on someone's live and, like, somebody accidentally requested and they're just like on the live don't even know that they're on the live they're walking around with their phone and they're like hey did you mean to join and they're like oh what the hell is this i did not mean to be on here <laughs> yeah so that is I'll be funny. All, I'll be, I'll, I'll, you would just hear my kids screaming if my live was accidentally on right right yes. <laughs> like something's going on i don't think this was intentional <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining. I really, really appreciate it. I'm excited to talk to you today. Yeah. It looks like you got a lot of your people in here today, so I'm excited about that. Here to support G-Baby. Yes. Okay, so before we jump in, for everyone who is on the live who is not familiar with what intentional... who is? Hold on, G-Baby. Who is this right here? I'm about to block him. OG Robert, you know who that is? Mm-mm. Okay, he's blocked. Nope, my area code, so that's He's blocked. Anyway, okay. so <laughs> intentional conversations, for those of you that do not know what it is, it is just exactly what it sounds like. It is me creating a platform for anyone in the creative culinary industry to have an intentional conversation. So I want to know more about you. So I want to know more about Gianna. You know, I love the cakes. I love all that stuff. But like, what is behind the cakes? What what happens in the background? What goes on in your head? Like, how did you get to where you are now? Like, that is really what I'm diving into. And that's the reason why I wanted to create intentional conversations, because I wanted to know more about these people that I'm talking to my internet brothers and sisters. Like, yes, yes. I need to know what's up, you know, so I think that I, I'm, I love how it's flowing and how everything is going. So I'm really excited to continue this speaker series. So to kick it off, G-Baby, I'm going to turn it over to you. And I want you to just introduce yourself, 
say where where you live, um, where are you from, um, <clears throat> how did you, how old are you, if you don't mind sharing that, and how you ended up here. Like, why did you choose this creative path? Mm -hmm. So I'm 33. Why well, would it be 33? I think I'm 32. I Girl, don't know you why. You look like yeah. 23, so I don't know how that's possible. Yes, and um, thank my mother for my jeans. Mm -hmm. so I about that but um yeah so i am from california the bay area i grew up in the bay area i moved out for a bit down to san diego which i love um but then you know ended up back up here to raise my family and everything and um i always loved baking i mean i have that like traditional grandma story of like grandma and i used to make cookies and like on yeah. Christmas, she would make the sugar cookies and like now that I think about it, the royal icing was not royal ice. I don't know what we were using. It's <laughs> <laughs> like pour everywhere. But um, yeah, I have like that very traditional story of my grandma made me love baking. Okay. And, um, like I'd always bake. I never really did cake decorating until I was maybe 30, 29. Wow. 29. Yeah. But, you know, like I like to do like pies and all that stuff. And then um, I had my daughter okay. and I've always been like someone who always needs something to go after like I'm never just like okay like I'm working and you know this like yeah. it's almost halt where I'm like I need something more like I need to strive for more um so I was like okay let me learn something new and I don't know like I just was on I mean back then Instagram wasn't humongous by any means right. or anything and um I think I just like had went on YouTube and just started messing around with cake decorating and you know obviously like I love everyone's first cake pictures because they're always a mess but it's always like amazing to look back and look at your first Yay. cake oh I was so proud of this and I mean whatever you know you should be but right. you look at it and you're like okay <laughs> <was not> a <laughs> but yeah so so I started like messing around with that some more. And um, then I opened my business after I had my son. Okay. So my is two, my daughter's about to be four. Okay. He was born like right before all the COVID stuff happened, a couple months before it got shut down. And so I actually had like just submitted my business license two weeks before everything shut down. So then what? everything oh, you know, like we're not doing anything. And so I just practiced and practiced. And then I finally got it official in summer of 2020. And then just like started going from there. And that's like why like connecting with people, you know, like learning from people. And, and I would ask so many questions on Instagram once I made my Instagram page and then realized like, wow, look at all these people doing this, you yeah. know, and I want to learn how to do that. I didn't even know you could do this and that. Um, and so I just loved connecting with people. And then that's really how I learned between that and classes and yeah. You're the, um, I can't say you are the star student because you are not afraid to learn. Like you're going to jump in, you're going to ask questions. You are going to, if I gotta get in this class, I have to figure this out. You have that hunger to learn and it's very admiring to see that because you are fairly new to this, like especially to cakes. So yeah. it's just amazing to see that you hopped on Instagram. You're like, 
oh my God, this is a world I did not know existed. Let me hop in here and soak up everything that I need to know to be the best artist that I can be. And I think mm -hmm. that is very admirable of you. What you did mention was about how you said, you don't know how to just like work. Like, you don't know how to just be like, oh yeah, I go to work five days out of yeah. the week and I have the weekends <laughs> off. Like, it's like that go-getter mentality of like, also you wanting to just continuously like do something to challenge yourself, to accomplish yeah. something, you know? And that I can relate to that because I'm very much so like that. Like, I don't know how to just not do nothing. Like, you mm -hmm. know, I have to do something. So can you tell us, because you missed, you skipped over a huge part of what, you know, we want to know. You are a teacher. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that. God, I'm seeing, I know what's going on here. And what is happening in these comments are my students are um, playing games. No way. And the students that I didn't know were on here. So see the one that, I don't know, can you, you're, you can block them, right? Yeah. Wait, we're gonna have a long conversation tomorrow. Let me just tell you that you guys are still on here. Wait, wait, wait! You can't be serious. These are your students, G baby. There, yes. This what the one that said Ryan King right here. Yes, I know these are my students. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, as I bring up you telling us about being a teacher, <laughs> your students are on here acting like bots. Okay, y'all so need y'all back. Y'all need y'all back beat, for real. Yeah. Stop. That is hilarious. Okay, I'll leave your students alone as long as they're your students. That's cool. No, but they're all getting... You guys are going to get it. You know. You know about you. <laughs> they know. They're adults, too, you know, so... <laughs> uh-huh. Look, now they're going to start dropping off. <laughs> yes. Yes. So all can right. you tell us about that, though? Like, how did you get into the teaching profession? Like, what type of teacher are you... So I never wanted to be a teacher, first of all. I wanted to go into special ed, um, into that field for sure. And I wanted to just get my master's in special education. Okay. And the director of the college was like, oh, it's pretty much like the coursework is the same. You might as well get your credential. And then like, it's a little bit more to get your master's. Okay. But by, the I, by the time I finished my credential, I was so burnt out and I could not like at all um, write that paper. And so I never ended up getting my master's and I just got my credential and I was like, okay, I'll do this. Um, and like, I love, I love the population I work with. I've been working in the special ed population since I got out of high school. I wow. did like full programs with them. And then I was um, like a, the one of the TAs, the assistants in the class teacher. Okay. So I knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, but it's a really difficult it's a really difficult thing because of the politics of education you know i i absolutely love my students even though they're messing around on here <laughs> but i love them like i for sure found my niche of working with an 18 to 22 population okay and i won't i won't do anything else like i won't go work at, at any of the high schools or the middle schools or anything so so yeah. this is adult special education yeah so in oh. in the world of special education if you don't earn your high school diploma because you can't get to those academics for whatever reason then you get um education till you're 22 so oh. that, that's the group of students that i work with 
I, you know what? I didn't know that. I just assumed that when you were on these trips, when you were like, oh, I'm taking my students here, there, I'm thinking you're with like high school, middle school kids. Like, so you are working with adults. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. And then, so you work and then right now, are you like, how is the baking business? Like, are you still in like are you taking a lot of orders each week or are you just pacing yourself like how do you work that out it is it's always changing it's always hard um because i work so you know i i work a full day and then i have my kids mm -hmm. and so like i probably do you know depending obviously on the details of the cake or whatnot two orders a weekend okay so like, you know, I'll do like two cakes pretty much a weekend. That's like the max that I can take. And then I try to schedule myself in like some weekends off, but then yeah. always sometimes those last minute orders, right? Especially if it's like a theme, you were like, oh, that's going to be hella cute. I really want yes. And then you give in. And so I don't get too many breaks, but yeah. Yeah. So I've really learned over the years of how to like schedule things. So I'm not doing everything Thursday and Friday night you know, yes. um, yes. and those emails kill me too. Like, I know that I ask everyone, you know, put in the inquiry form, email me and everything else, but people don't realize how much it takes to answer those emails, you know, calculate the yes. quotes, look at your schedule. Like, it's a lot. I can't just like me personally, I can't just open my email on my phone. I have to sit down with my computer and get yes. in like, a mode. Otherwise, I'm going to mess up, right? I'm going to like yes. pull people on the same day or this or that, or I've messed up where I've given people like quotes that are way off. Oh, right? yeah. I gave someone a dozen cupcakes, maybe like a couple months ago for like $30, you know, and it was just, yeah. And you can't go back on that because it's like you messed up. And <laughs> you can't, no, because they're you, like, girl, what? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. And yeah. So, I don't know. So my summer break is coming up in June 2nd. And that's always like been a time where I finally have like the mental clarity to think about where I really want my business to go. Yeah. You know? And I'm seeing like everyone out here like you um, and obviously Bitsy and you know, everyone else with like the classes or the products and all this stuff. And I like I keep thinking I need to get on that. I want to get on that right now. I don't literally have any time for that. Right. Right. But, I'm trying to figure out where I really want my business to go, what I really want to do. And yeah. No, and I can relate to that a lot because you're one of the few bakers who understand be, like what I go through because I work full time as well. So it's like having to juggle that and then have time. I don't have kids, but you know, I have a boyfriend, I have family, I have myself, like I have things outside of baking I want to concentrate on. So my baking starts on Mondays, you know, like <laughs> I have to break it up. So that way, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday through Friday, I'm not a complete zombie. And that I still have time to do the things that I love, like working out, hanging yeah. out, watching TV. And it's really a juggle to dedicate, do a full day at work and then come home and still have that mindset to respond to emails, to go shop for supplies, to go do all everything that we have to do to keep mm -hmm. our business running. And then again, we can't take too many orders. I used to be taking six orders 
a week on top of working, excuse me, on top of working full time. And it was, it was absolutely horrible. Like, ugh, yeah. why would I do that? So now I'm like you, it's like two max three, you know, mm -hmm. like, I want to be like focused on the quality and not so much of the quantity. Like, oh yeah, I did six orders this weekend, but yeah, one of them was lopsided, but that's, you know, we're not going <laughs> to talk about that. Like, you know, I don't want to do that. So yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Well, and like nowadays we also need to make time for our content. Like that's oh. a huge part of our business. Right. So like people really don't realize how long it takes to like nail that transition down when you're editing your video or, you know, like, putting it all together, going through and deleting all the other extra pictures of your phone and all of it. It takes a long time. And then your phone's telling you like, we don't have any more storage. So you have to sit and like, go through all the videos, pictures that you don't need and clips that you have. Like content is another job. And I yeah. think you DM me one day and was like, hey, so you hit like 20K followers. Why haven't you posted? And I'm like, girl, because... <laughs> I don't have time. Like, I didn't have time. I was like, and I truly believe in like, not just putting anything out there just to be on the algorithm. I'm like, it has to be intentional. It has to make sense for my page and my business. So I sometimes I'm sad, like, oh my God, I haven't done content. I haven't done content. And then it's like, but you don't have time to do content right now, you know? Or I have so much content, G-Baby but I don't have the time to put it together. Mm -hmm. Like you said, the transitions and the editing and all that stuff, it's low. I have so much, but how do I carve out the time? I have to figure out how to carve out the time to actually make it. So I'm right there with you. So do you like, cause I know everyone does the whole content thing differently. Mm -hmm. So do you, do you like put together the video the night before or you have a bunch of stuff ready for the week? What do you do? I need to start doing that. I need to start having stuff ready for the week. Um, a lot of, I feel like Bitsy does that really well. It seems like she's very intentional and she plans her content out, but I don't do that. I kind of like, oh, okay, I recorded like all these clips. I'm going to put them all together and I'll post like at least minimum three times this week. That's how I do it. Mm -hmm. um, which obviously doesn't work well for me, but it's like, you know, I can't, I don't know how to do it any other way as of now. So it can take what, you know, two, three hours. It, all the content you make, I imagine you're batching. I think you mentioned you're batching your content and yeah. you're recording it all in one day and then you'll have it for your week, for the next week. Yeah, I mean, I've really had to start planning things out. Mm -hmm. and you know, what Instagram likes is always changing, right? So I feel like for my page, when I do like the process videos, it doesn't get as much interaction as just like the quick transition. So I feel like, okay, if like, we're just gonna go like, okay, you know, here's the platter and then, okay, here's the cake. And that's what everyone's liking. Then I'm not even gonna film all the like, mm -hmm. you know, all the, all the details and stuff. Mm -hmm. But then changing. so I'm always just trying to like keep up with I guess what's trending or you know what's what's working at that moment exactly and it changed like you said it changes but kudos to you because I think like just the way that you film your content you make your content like 
you invest a lot of time and you can see that, you know, and it, it definitely is going to take you very, very far. It's already taking you really far, but it's going to take you even further because that is amazing. Like just how you do it. And you're so versatile. Like you'll have cakes, but then you'll be doing some other treats and all this other stuff. And it's like, okay, look at you. Like, you know, you're giving us more to look at than just cakes. So sometimes, yeah. like, for someone like me that just does cakes, I'm like, I have to figure out ways to, like, film these differently. Y'all are probably tired of seeing me crumb coat a cake. Like, so now let me just show you how I decorate, you know? So it's, like, always trying to reinvent yourself and always trying to, like, keep your audience's engagement, which I think you do very well, by the way. I try. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm here for it. Okay. So let's go to the next question. The next question is, how would you describe your greatest gift? Um, well, I think my greatest gift really and like my whole purpose in life is working with the population I work with, okay. working with the um, special needs population. You know, like I love, I love baking and I think I'm talented at baking, but I think like my purpose and all of my confidence is within teaching. Mm. And so that's why it's also been like super hard to leave that for baking. Cause you know, so many people are like, Oh, why are you still like teaching? You know, you can take your baking stuff, like, you know, off the chains and Not easy. <laughs> yeah. But like, besides the security of the finances of teaching, I think that's, I, I need to be involved in that. So mm -hmm. if I think that if there was like the gift from God that, you know, that he gave me I think it was that passion and that purpose so can you unpack that a little bit and like share with us like yes you work in the special needs you know field but what about that specifically really makes you know that that's your purpose how does it fulfill you I think it's because it's some, the, the thing that I want to grow in the most and learn about the most. Like on my, um, on my, my baking Instagram, because I have my personal one and I have my baking one mm -hmm. and still post things that I think are important, but that have to do with like autism or just like inclusion or acceptance or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that it's it's just so important for everyone to know and so I love learning more about that and I like love learning straight from the source so my my personal Instagram I follow so many like autistic adults or like any sort of adults that have disabilities who are like talking about themselves and I ask them questions like exactly like how I do with my baking page you know where I want to learn more about how to do a certain design I do on my personal page I know on the side there um, okay. Yeah. So I just, I just feel like that's what I gravitate towards the most of learning more about and wanting to be, have the most impact. Okay. In. Okay. So do you like, do you see like a correlation between your passion for teaching and your passion for baking? Like, do you see yourself or have you seen yourself become possibly become like an educator in baking I would love to okay I, I yeah I would love to I what I would love to do is do in person um you know baking classes okay you know, baking studios and they do all that and 
I think that'd be something I would love to do. Okay. How well I would do with um, teaching online. I, I love that because you can reach so many people. Right. And I have people ask me, you know, who like live wherever, you know, oh, do you, you know, have your baking videos, whatever. And I don't. And then it's like, I should though. Yeah. You know? yeah. People are asking me, you know, and people say that they admire what I do in my work. Like I should be doing that. But I don't know. I love interacting with people in person. Yeah. I feel like despite you liking to interact with people in person, you would probably be really great like having your like YouTube. Like I just think like the little behind the scenes that you share with us, like that's like perfect for YouTube as well. Like of course like longer videos, but I I can just I don't know, something's just like mm, you would do very well over there. I have, yeah, I've never even thought about doing YouTube. And you but have that. It's just like the thought of doing all that extra stuff. So that's yeah. why like, like summer's coming up for me and that gives me some time to explore things. Um, you know, that's when I really will explore like what else I can actually do. Yeah, because it sounds like you're a gift and you're really passionate about teaching, but it's also like I'm sensing that you are also like, I feel like you are also, because you work in that field and it takes some special, special people in the world to work in that field and to really thrive, it takes a lot of patience. And I know, cause in, in middle school, I was a part of, you know, I did, was like a teacher's assistant in a special education class. So they had, they're like superheroes, okay? like very much so so what i'm getting from you is that you have this patience i think that you can do so much more but like you said it's the time so i'm excited to see what like summer brings for you because you know if you have that time to just brainstorm i think you'll like you'll really flourish yeah yeah summer's been the time that like everything has grown for me. So like, like I said, my first summer when I got my business license and started mm -hmm. out. And then last summer is when my Instagram did that blow up thing, you know, where it went from yes. like 2000 followers and then it went up to um, at 14, it was stuck at 14 forever for months. Yes. But um, yeah, because I had that time to like shoot a lot of content and um, yeah. make it and think it out and all of that. So I'm here for it. I'm excited for you. I'm excited. So let's go to the next question. Um, what are your, what are the greatest challenges about your gift? Um, I, I don't know. Is there a challenge? Well, I think like my challenge within this gift and all of my gifts is like what I said of like, I often skip over the part where like I sit and um, I show gratitude for like where I've become, you know, what I've done, where I've come from, that I've actually met these goals that I had written, you know, a long time ago. And like, there's sometimes where, you know, I, I feel like I'm like mentally like really fast, like, okay, what am I do next? What am I gonna do next? And then I do have to stop myself. And it's, it's hard for me to sometimes just like appreciate that. You know, so just to, like in anything that I do, 
because yeah so it's like obviously you always need to strive for more you know and I feel <laughs> humans need to grow more and knowledge yeah. and, and love and all of that but yeah it's hard for me to stop and appreciate all of this all the little areas that I put in my path you know put my passion into yeah I I can resonate with that a lot. So basically what you're saying is you need to stop and smell the roses sometimes. Yeah. You need to stop and just be like, it's okay. Like, it's okay that, you know, I don't have it all figured out, but here is everything that I have done up to this point. And I think a lot of us have to learn to do that. Um, me personally, I don't do that as often as I should. It's like, what's next? What's next? What, what's next? But we also live in a society and in a world where it's like you, we're pushed to continue to achieve so much more and not to be complacent and to just like go after everything that we don't end up being grateful for what we currently have and everything that we've done and worked towards. So I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. But just to tell you, like, you know, you are doing great, just so you know. And sometimes, all the time, we are our biggest critic. And mm -hmm. we will put ourselves down or, you know, we will be so tough on ourselves. And we are not even realizing how other people are viewing us, how other people are, like, really look up to us and admire us. And we're just like, oh, no, I still have so much more to do. Like, you don't, you ain't seen nothing, you know? Like, but we have to be grateful for where we've come from. Because can you, like, can you imagine, like, you, what, you've been in business for four years. Did you ever think that when you put that business license in to get with the city, did you think that you would be where you are now? No, not at all. And there's a big mind shift, right? Like I think, um, like when I first started, and I don't know if everyone shares this, but like it started as a hobby, right? Like caking mm -hmm. and like the hobby. But then like there's a huge mind shift of, no, this is gonna be my business. And I, um, within I don't know, like after eight months of being in business, that's when I did my one-on-one -on -one consult with um, Bitsy. Mm. With, you know. And that had to like shift it because, you know, I started selling my six starting at $35. And I know that that's not like um, a rare story. Like a lot of people first, when they first start, they're like, okay, supermarket cakes are this much money. So I'm going to make my cake this much money. And you're so excited about the order, right? And you yeah. go all the cake. <laughs> really, you're not making anything, you yeah. know, nothing off of it. So like, if you want to keep it your hobby, then that's fine. You know, like you can give out $35 cakes. Anyone could do whatever they want with their money. Absolutely. Um, but then, yeah, I had to realize that, no, like if this is going to be a business and then you really like, once you get more and more into it, you realize all the stuff that is needed, you know, and you can't buy the cheapest stuff. I, no. I started the, the flimsiest cake boards ever, right? <laughs> Cakes in the bottoms are all cracked. And so then I had to change the thick ones and those are more expensive. So yes, yes, yes. So you have to understand, am I running a business or am I running a hobby? Because if yes. you run business, businesses are supposed to make money. Hobbies are, oh, I, this is just fun. I enjoy it. So I'm just willing to give it away or do it for pennies. And I don't mind because it's a hobby. But mm -hmm. if it's a business, you want to be profitable. What are you what are you doing it for? You know, and there's times when we were, we have long nights, long days, long weeks, 
why should we not be compensated for that? Yeah. You know, it's it's too, inflation is too high in California to not be getting paid. That's for one. <laughs> I know you can relate because you see what gas prices look like. So, yeah. yeah. Everything prices. Absolutely. Everything. Butter, oh. all that. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Girl. So, yes, yes. I love it. So, the next question is, I'm not sure, um... I'm not sure if this will apply to your specific gifts, but I'm going to ask you anyway. You might have a creative answer for me. So <laughs> the question is, what is one significant emotional event that helped you discover your gift? So the gift that I talked about um, of like working with the special needs community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely had a beginning. There was definitely like, in middle school, I remember like, it was just like a mystery. Like special education was such a mystery. I knew nothing about it. It was always like a bunch of kids in a portable. And then like, sometimes they would join, join for PE. And I mean, I felt a little bit like an outcast in general when I was like in school and um, elementary school. So then it was, it was just like an, an interesting to me. So then I finally learned a little bit more about it. And then I was pretty much hooked. And then I was like, you know, one of those student TAs in um, the classes. And yeah, I just, I felt just like a strong pool because I think I felt like an outcast or like just different. And so then I wanted to like, you know, assist other people that, that I feel felt like the same way pushed aside. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that started in high school. Middle school. Middle school. Okay. Okay. And then in high school, did you do in like, were you a part of anything with the special education group or did you just like focus on that avenue in college? I just focused on that uh, more so in college. Okay. I always like, you know, try to make a point to like be friendly with them and like invite, um, okay. invite them into the group that I had and all of that. But yeah. That's nice. That's really nice. So did you, did you, what was your degree in? You have, you have a master's and a bachelor's? I have a um, bachelor's in psychology. Okay. And then, um, two credentials, a general education credential and special education. Okay. Okay. Perfect. I thought you mentioned that you had a master's. Okay. No, that was what I was trying to get. And then and I never finished. <laughs> okay. Do you regret it? Yes. Really? I, do. I mean, I don't know how much more money you can make. Well, as a teacher, you can really make more money with a master's. It's like $1,200 a year. It's like, you know, nothing. What? But like, I probably, I probably could have gone into some different profession, but. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it, I really enjoy like just hearing about it because I mean, teachers, they, as you've discussed and as a lot of people know they're not compensated as well as they should be you know and especially in the field that you're the specific field that you're in you have to be passionate about it you know because if you're if you're doing it for the money then it's like well i'm not really doing much but i know you're fulfilled at the end of the day because this is where your passion is aligned yeah yeah, yeah that's great Okay, so has anyone played a meaningful role in inspiring your gift? I know 
you mentioned like your grandmother, you were, you know, was in the kitchen baking with her. So she inspired like the baking side. Was there a specific student that inspired, you know, you to really stay in special education or in teaching in general or anything, any other individual that has inspired you in any way other than Oprah? <laughs> Man, that's my real goal. It's just like to <laughs> You know, I actually, like, I know this is going off topic, but uh -huh. I still tag her in every single one of my posts. Mm -hmm. And I just like, wait for that one day that her PR is like, please stop tagging us. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, but wait, but listen, I got <laughs> No, but wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what? I can't wait for the day that you screenshot that Oprah liked your post. Like, I, I can't it. Something, right? Like. But you said um, Malika did his like amazing Oprah cookies, and I don't know. Like I, I looked through his comments. I remember mean, that was way back, but he never got any response on those. And so I was like, if he can't get a response, you know, like amazing. All he did a no, couple. amazing. No, it's coming. I'm telling you, you guys are <laughs> hilarious. Okay, I love him. I love yes. him. Yes, that's my boy. Um, but like. Well, with baking, I'll talk about baking and inspiring things. I mean, my first, the first caker that I saw here was Danea. Okay. And love her. I'm like, you know, and that's like, I, I soaked in, in all of that. And that was like, that was like a big, not a goal, but the, just like the big inspiration, you know, and like, yeah, just such a, um, unique designs and like clean work. And so like, I've always followed her. And then, you know, I think that there's kind of like a community, there's different communities within our community, right? Yes. And like, I won't get like too much into that, but there is, and like, you know, I could fit into different communities. Um, but I do love, you know, around that community, like her community. And us. Yeah, no, I love that. Like there's definitely like one large community and then there's like small little silos within yeah. each community um but I love how you know I see you kind of like everywhere I'm like look at G baby commenting on this post <laughs> look at her sharing this look at her doing this so you know you're definitely like you are like look I am here like I'm here I'm here to learn I'm here to inspire I'm here for it all and and I love to see it I love 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 to see it because I see you everywhere okay everywhere <laughs> uh, next question is um, describe the feeling you experience when you bake I think this is really important important question for me to ask you specifically because you work full-time um, I want you to be like just be transparent with the people because it's not always therapeutic, I'm sure. So I want to hear like all the feelings that you experience. Yeah, well, like everything before designing the cake, like getting to that outer layer of the cake is rushed. You know, it's always rushed. It's always like late at night. And so like, I don't love that process by any means. Right. Um, Especially like the uh, like fillings. <laughs> I don't know, like do making fillings, it just kills me sometimes. But um, 
with cake designing, I've, I've gotten better, like I said, with like managing my time. And also my kids have gotten better. Like now, now I can do some stuff during the day. Okay. Like, I swear to God, I cannot do one damn thing. I couldn't even bake the cakes if my kids were up because they'd be like screaming at me, like on my legs. And it just, I could not. Really? So now I'm able to like put on Mickey Mouse, you know, and, and get like an hour in tops during the day. Um, and working during the day versus night is so much different. It's so much different. Like, I don't know if you've ever taken just like a day off of your regular job and just baked all day. Like, I've done that a couple times when I've had like a big weekend or something. It's just like, oh, this is so nice. If you like get to like cake at like 10 a.m. or 11 a.m., you know? So that's really nice. If you get to do that, and I love smoothing a cake. I don't do very many um, like textured combs or anything like that. I'm addicted to smoothing cakes with like yeah. a flat scraper. Yeah. <laughs> like very therapeutic to me, that part of it. It's like to see, to see it go from like absolutely just a mess to yeah. you just smoothing it, that is very therapeutic in itself. And I can say that for me, everything up until, like, I'm with you on everything up until, like, the actual decorating part, I don't really care for. Like, it's rushed. It's like, got to get this done, got to get this done, got to hurry up. And then when I get to the decorating part, it's like, whew, like, okay. Now, not to say everything goes perfect on the decorating part, but it's a little bit more enjoyable than, yeah. like, everything else that last that last coat of frosting is like oh my gosh a breath of fresh air yes so when do you plan out your designs some it depends on my week um sometimes i plan i'm a i'm a vibe person i'm a mood decorator so i can plan my designs out like Wednesday in preparation for a Friday or Saturday pickup. But sometimes depending on the cake, I'll prep the design like a little further in advance, also depending on my schedule. So uh -huh. most of the time it's like, hmm, what vibe am I looking for? Especially if I have creative freedom. As long as I know I have all the supplies to execute what I'm looking for, then I'll just be like, hmm, what am I looking for? Sometimes I sometimes I change the design up while I'm designing. Like, uh, you know, I'm like, we, I'm feeling a little bit over here. I'm not really feeling this anymore. And then I will completely, like, jump to the other side with it. So yeah. it really just depends. Honestly, yeah. it depends. I don't have any, like, rhyme or reason to it. I don't have, like, oh, all my designs are decided on on Tuesdays. Like, I'll just have an idea in my head. I'll prep like the week before for the following week and I'll know what orders are coming up. So I'm constantly like looking for inspiration, whether I'm on Instagram or whether I'm like just out in the world looking for inspiration and like, Oh, I can do that with the cake. And then like, I'll write that down and do that when I sketch the design out. So you actually sketch it out first. Girl is chicken scratch, but I guess you could call that sketch. <laughs> so like some people have like I don't know what app it is yeah you know, I don't like either um, there I, I mean you know some people can be really artsy that way I I have never sketched out anything and I, I just know. do like a like 
if I'm doing a two-tier cake, I'll just do something for myself because I'm a visual person. So I'll mm -hmm. just do like something like a quick sketch. Like, okay, well, I know that this, I want this to be red and I want this to be yellow. I'll just do it so that I can see if I can fit all the elements that I'm looking for into the cake. That's pretty mm -hmm. much it. But I don't like, oh, my sketch is this. I have to stick, stick by it. I just want to make sure I'm covering all of the must-have elements that my client wants, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think we're on the same page when it comes to, like, decorating is, like, our part, our favorite part, everything else, everybody else could have. I don't want it. Yeah. Really. <laughs> um, next question is, describe the big biggest obstacle you've overcame this far on your journey. On my baking journey or my life journey? I want to talk about life, your life, life journey. And then maybe if there's one, talk about both. Tell us about both. Um, so I think my biggest obstacle in life was going through trying to get pregnant with my daughter. Ooh. Went through all like infertility. Well, we didn't have any issues, but my daughter actually, she was an IVF baby. Really? My first one. Um, and that, I mean that, like if anyone has gone through that, then like it's one of those things where like only you know like those people really know how like emotionally intense that is and so we spent two years through like many different treatments and whatnot and there was no like problem to be fixed there's nothing detected um so that's like a blessing and a curse because we couldn't fix anything and then we ended up doing um two ivfs for her to get her and wow. it's like that consumed two years of my life just so intensely does it typically take that long do doing IVF well we did like all of the steps before because IVF obviously is like a ridiculously expensive thing right mm -hmm. but it's like we having a kid you know obviously there's no no regrets <laughs> right but, yeah so we try to like do all like the little steps between you know like the smaller procedures and all of that stuff um and it, yeah it just wasn't working and we had like several miscarriages oh and so it was like a horrid two years of like constantly being stressed about that and then hating seeing like everyone else around me like all my family who like i love my family some <laughs> of not all be having all these kids you know but like they're all getting pregnant after one after the other yeah um, and so that's hard. Like, dang, I just want one. Like, yeah. yeah, and just, you know, like accidentally and like, yeah, ever. Um, so that was, I think that's definitely been the roughest thing that I've gone through. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that because that was really, really transparent. I didn't know that. I mean, why would I know that? But now I do. And I feel like it's, it's great to kind of just hear more about like your personal life like that like that's that's amazing and so you had your son with the IVF too no he was he was a surprise what he, yeah and they're like so close in age and he just yeah he was there and he's like the son that I never knew that I wanted needed yeah. I, so he he's quite the blessing so was your goal just to have one one child like once you went through all of the procedures and all this stuff you're like okay if I can get one I'll just stick with one I mean yes I was happy with just one um 
but ultimately I wanted my boy and my girl. And so yeah. I was really like, it, you know, I, I feel like that was like, okay, you went through all of that. Like, you know, here you go. Oh, and you got it. Oh my God. That's so nice. I think I posted about it, like maybe on, it was like a mother's day or something. Um, you know, and I had just yeah, posted like, that. Oh, and just said something about IVF. And there's always someone that's like, oh, you know, I went through that too. And like, it starts yeah. a conversation with people that are in that process. And it's like, it's a lonely process because that's not something that like you talk about with a lot of people and not a lot of people go through it. Mm -hmm. So people that you can connect with who actually know what you're going through, you know, like that's powerful. Even if you never met them in person, you know, or like you were strangers, it's like that instant connection of like, yeah. And yeah. I mean, just dealing with infertility in general, I think for women, it's just, you feel like what's wrong with me? And like sure. what you had to go through seeing like, you know, your family around you like, oh, we just popped out a si our sixth kid. It wasn't on, it wasn't on purpose though. It's yeah. like, damn, like, <laughs> but you yeah. know, I'm still dealing with these personal battles and you almost feel somewhat defeated. Like, what is wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? Like, is this, my is this just you know what god gave me like yeah you're just you're not probably not going to be able to have kids like is this a part of my story so it's a lot of emotions and a lot of things that are wrapped up into that and i think that it's amazing that you shared it and i must have missed that post that you shared that because like you said you have people like hey i went through the same thing or hey this like People would have never known that if you didn't just share that little tidbit there. And then they already felt comfortable enough to come to you and share that with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, with um, with God, like that, that questioned my faith a lot. And that's still something that like I really struggle with. Um, yeah. And I talk to a lot of people with about that because um, I still struggle with that. But it was like why would God do this to anybody, right. you know, but there's a lot of people that are fighting intense battles, you mm. know, always like, yeah, it, mm. it's like hard and really like shoved in my face with that. So, and it's like fighting silent battles too. And it's a side that's and and I'm so glad we're talking about this because that's really why I wanted to do intentional conversations for you to feel comfortable enough to say things like this, you know, to share things that I wouldn't know from your content that you went through this. Like I wouldn't know that. Like, yeah, you could talk about it, but it's like, well, that's unrelated to this cake. Like, how did we get here? Yeah. So it's like a different, it's not as easy to be as transparent about these silent battles are the things that you're really feeling because you're worried about who's watching your story. You're worried about this person is going to judge you and say this or that. And it's really just a reminder to be nice to people because mm -hmm. you don't know what other people are going through. You don't know aside from the, having 30,000 followers or, you know, looking like you're selling out or everything, or you're showing up online every day, you don't know what's going on with your people. Like, there's so many things that people are battling behind Instagram, behind the smiles, yeah. behind the organization. Yeah, and I, you know, I think everyone gets so caught up in the Instagram facade because we see, like, such a small sliver of everyone's life. And, 
like you said, like the, the followers thing, like that's such a huge part of like the Instagram identity, right? So if you think yes. somebody has X amount of followers, like, oh, their life must be so great. They must be so happy. You know, their business is amazing. They must and, be like, so rich. <laughs> yeah. But like, maybe they're like suffering and they're like crying in the corner for like whatever reason, you know? And like, yeah, that's why, yeah, it's great that you're doing this because there's so much reality, you know, mm. that people don't see. And that's kind of also why I've been posting a little bit more of like my fails or like behind the scenes or like, you know, of um, just like things that were not perfect or like, mm -hmm. you know, shit that I tried and it just did not work out, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, it's not just all of this perfection that we see yes. all the time. Yes, yes. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Do you have an obstacle that you went through with baking that you want to share? I think with baking, and it's still something broadly that I'm go not going through, but like learning from is like, I don't have the thickest skin. Like, I I'm a pretty sensitive person. Okay. And so like, you know, when you put yourself out here on Instagram, and you know, your, your page is public, people can say whatever they want from behind their screen. So like, you know, when people say rude comments or like, oh, why did you should have done that color or that doesn't look whatever, you know, and even it's nobody, right? Like, I don't know this person, but still yeah. I have to like mentally get over it. And so I, I'm, that's something that I'm working on with being so public and then, um, you know, growing my account. I also get, you know, I love all the love that I get and I really try to focus on that. But like, that the that I have one reel right now that one um my rainbow buttercream uh -huh. that's like uh 1.5 million or something Ooh. but people are upset because I didn't go through the color wheel you know because that's like that would work better you know but it's like I did it that worked for me like sure you could go through the color wheel go ahead you know like people are hella pissed off that I didn't do that and they write all either a Ton of just rude ass comments on there. Okay, like, let me just say this. Right? I <laughs> and one person said something, and I, and I never responded to them, but I was in a mood, and I was like, "Wow, I really hope this video did not ruin your day that much." You no, know, just like they were so pissed off. Like, Come on, <laughs> you would think the cake was made for them, for one. Okay, like I. I think I experienced that when I think I posted it about the glove situation. Oh, yes. For like coming for me on the wedding cake, like you didn't have all gloves and this and that. The cake is not covered and dust and debris is going to get on the cake. I could have sworn that you didn't buy it. Like <laughs> it was like, it, and I really started finding myself getting upset. And it was like, why am I getting mad right now? I, for one, don't know these people. For two, I'm never going to know these people. For three, mm -hmm. when I go to your profile, it's private or you don't even have a picture. So you're not even talking. You're not even coming to me as a, a woman. Okay. Like, you know, come yeah. to me as yourself. You're talking shit behind a fake page or a page that is not even your, your, your profile picture. Like, why am I about to argue with you? So I just... The way I deal with them is I'm very passive aggressive and I try to make them kind of like how you did try to make them feel dumb like, oh, okay, well, you know, my client didn't have an issue with it. Like, 
Are you yeah, like the, the the color wheel police? Are you the glove police? Like I don't understand. But one thing my mom told me is that you know, as you start to just consistently grow and you know, you get gain this exposure, it's not gonna come without criticism. Let's think of mm -hmm. all of the celebrities, like you know, and we're like on the low level, insta famous, like. We don't even yeah. have to check yet, you know? So think of the celebrities that are, like, their lives are just absolutely publicized, and we're just being critiqued on baking, you know? Like, that's mm -hmm. it. So it's like, get out of here, get a life. Like, all those that you got one, you said 1.1 1. 1 million views? Like, okay, because all of, we need all attention, okay? We want all the attention that we can get. So keep talking mess, keep commenting, make this algorithm go up in my favor okay so i can get monetized period like that's just what it is that yeah. i get it having being sensitive because you're passionate about what you do you wouldn't be sensitive if you didn't really care like that so you're so passionate that it's like wait hold on don't come at me for something i really spent all this time on and i invested so much creativity into so that's why you're taking it personal that's normal but it's like in the grand scheme of things, like, girl, tell them to kick rocks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I don't have, do you watch Cat Williams ever? You see his name? Yes, absolutely. So I, I always think back because, you know, people always say like, oh, you know, you made it when you have haters or whatever. And I always think back to his skit where he says like, oh, I'm trying to get 15 haters by summer, you know, <laughs> you're haters. And so like, I actually play that in my mind all the time. I'm like, hey, it's okay. They're there. Look at these people you connected with. Like, let's just move them there. And like you said, like, you know, just keep upping the algorithm then. Mm -hmm. Because I about, like, I'm just going to turn these comments off. Like, people are just way too upset. But then I'm like, whatever. Just, like, keep it going then. Mm -hmm. All that engagement. We need all that. Okay? Yeah. We need all of that. So come with it. Tell your cousins and your troll sisters to come and comment and say something else okay like if it's too much then you know i think we talked about you can hide the words like you know block yeah. certain words on there um if it's just absolutely like too much for you to bear but you're you're not gonna not grow anymore mm -hmm. okay so what you're at 25k right now no you... i'm still on 21.5 or something 21.5 okay so when you get to 25, you know, like Cat Williams said, you're going to get another hater, baby. When you get to 30, you're going to get another hater. It's just going to add, 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 add. So the, the bigger you get, you're never going to go down to like 15,000 followers. Like that's not even possible for you because you're, you're how you are and who you are. You're a go-getter. You're going to continue to excel. So as you grow, that's just what's going to happen. How many people hate on Oprah? <laughs> yes, Girl. exactly. Girl, Oprah probably got a lot of haters, especially when she had her show and she was giving away all that free stuff every show. Girl, so mm -hmm. yeah, that's just how it's gonna be. But no, your girl, that cake looked great. Okay, color wheel or not, I don't even know what's on the color wheel. So look, <laughs> that just tells <laughs> you something right there. Okay, let's go to the last question. It is. If you had an opportunity to give your younger self advice that would have made the greatest positive impact on your journey, what would that advice be? I wish I would have um, 
loved who I was mm. early. Mm. I think like, and I, I, I was talking to someone about this, you know, on, on here about, I actually grew up in a very um, well-off Caucasian neighborhood. Okay. They're not like, I, I, I had a wonderful childhood. I had a wonderful, I have nothing, you know, I have great friends from my childhood and whatnot, but um, kind of like I was explaining of like getting into special ed, there was like, I was always different. Mm -hmm. Hard to really fully fit in. Um, and it wasn't until I got to college and then found other, you know, really strong women that looked more like me that okay. I was really able to appreciate who, mm -hmm. who I was and what I looked like. And, you know, like was able to like walk with some more actual confidence. Mm. What is your ethnicity, Gianna? I'm Mexican, Hawaiian, Filipino, Guamanian, and Portuguese. Girl, you yeah. are fly. Okay. I get, I can see all of that in you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's everything. It's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Okay. So you were raised in a predominantly white neighborhood. And so I assumed you were like one of the only kids that were not, did not look like them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so, I mean, the, the neighborhood that I grew up in, like, and we were, we were comfortable. My family itself, we were comfortable, but even at comfortable, we were kind of like, we were at the lowest of everyone else. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, every, um, I didn't have everything everyone else had. I still had a lot, very comparatively, you know, I'm not going to even lie there, but like what everyone else had, we didn't have. So it was like that stigmatism too, of like, mm -hmm brown girl and you know mm. she doesn't other stuff yeah like your hair is different different things like you know you're just different you know outside of everyone else and and of course I can resonate with that um as well and I love that your advice would be to really like love yourself and love who you are mm -hmm. and, and yeah. at that time and a lot of times like we don't know that. We don't know that as young girls, like to love ourselves for who we are and what we are, where it's just like, we're looking around and we're observing our environment. And we're like, well, they have this. I want that. This person has this. I want that. Or this person looks like this. I want to look like that. And we're yeah. trying to like identify truly who we are. And I think for you, like it would be great knowing that you experience that I don't know what neighborhood you live in right now but like for your daughter you know like instilling that into her and like making sure she has that like self-love and self-confidence at a young age is so important especially in the times that we're we're in now it's like mm -hmm. we need that love we need that from our parents and I think sometimes like when you don't when you lack that you're you can go out in the world and become lost because you don't know who you are you don't know how to figure out who you are yeah and that takes a long time mm -hmm. really you know and you think back like oh what the hell was i doing with like you know trying to be this or i'm trying to be this and you know you look like old pictures and yeah really find yourself yes and so like i feel like i've finally done that and like you know i don't need to fit into like any particular group or any particular mold, I think that 
I'm in a way able to fit in all of them. I have a very diverse view. Like we are absolutely every, well, you heard all the things that I am, but like even past that, you know, everyone marries into all this, um, yes. different and cultures. And so, yeah. So I mind sharing what ethnicity your husband is. He's white. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, I'm sure it's like, is it different for him? Like, given that you have so much like culture and you're just like so many different things. Yeah. <laughs> As there, there are always, there are always things. Yeah. And there's a yeah. lot of education. Yeah. Especially that, um, you know, like we have our kids. And right. so when you're one ethnicity and then, um, you know, you have kids of a different ethnicity. So he's white and he has brown kids. That's a whole different, yeah. you know, a, a thought and experience that a lot of things that he didn't realize. So, yeah, but you know what, that, I think that helped you too, because that allows you to like do some self-discovery, like to teach him about your culture and about like, the things that you do and you know where you're from and that takes a lot of like you knowing yourself in order to like help someone else like really truly mm -hmm. understand like what you are and where you came from so I think yeah. that's great that's that's really yeah. well yeah. and then really strong bakers you know like you and um Danaya and Gigi and just like everyone um of all different colors too you know and all different backgrounds and just everything that that's important for everyone really yeah and i think that you like you mentioned like you're very diverse like you can fit in pretty much like anywhere and i feel that like i feel like i can invite you to the cookout like because <laughs> i feel like you would just like you know you know how to hang you know how to like you know you're non-judgmental like i don't get that vibe from you like you just seem like you're very like just open and understanding and very genuine, which is something mm -hmm. that goes really far. And people could, you know, we could sniff out who is not being genuine. It's very easy, you know? So I definitely don't get that vibe from you. So I'm grateful for our connection and to be, you know, connected to you in such a way where I can positively influence you and you can also influence me. And we are from two completely different backgrounds. Yeah. You know, like, it's just amazing how, you know, you can come together on the internet and actually have relationships with people, like, and Hi. really, like, grow and learn. And, you know, like, one day, like, we can all meet up, but we can be like, girl, I've been knowing you for years. Like, it's like, I just never see you in person. That's it. <laughs> uh, where Where is that meetup? Like, I'm really trying to, to really go to one, especially on the West Coast. I feel like even though there's stuff going on. I know we they do I feel like East Coast be doing it even Midwest and like we need to like put something together because I feel like we have a lot of like dope bakers on the West Coast and just to have like a West Coast meetup I thought they have I thought um Jill of all cakes didn't she have a West Coast meetup type of thing before I think she might have had like a brunch okay or... and it was in the bay too yeah so that's yeah. what she um I don't know, maybe she'd be like 30 minutes away from me. Yeah. So, yeah. So we got to figure that out because I need to like see everyone's faces. I need to just like meet everyone in person because the connections are there over the internet and I love it. But we, we really have to like meet up in person. 
Definitely. Yeah. But thank you so much. That was my last question. Thank, thank you, so you for your time. Thank you for being transparent, authentic, honest, and open and intentional, of course. And for those of you that are on here, for those of you listening or watching the replay, um, I will be, this will be on YouTube. This will be on Apple Podcasts. Um, give me until next week and everything will be uploaded. But if you want to find G-Baby, you can find her on Instagram, gbaby.cakes, right? Yeah. Okay, perfect. And um, you can follow her, <laughs> see all her content, you know, just catch her vibe. She is a great person. I'm so happy connected to you and happy that you took the time for this. Do you have any questions for me or anything else that you want to share with everybody? No, just thank you. And I'm so glad you're doing this. I, you know, connection is, it's like amazing. And that's yes. what everybody wants. So I yes. appreciate it. We need it. We need it. So if you, if anyone is interested in participating in another episode of Intentional Conversations, please DM me, the Cake Canvas Studio, and I will send you an info packet. and has everything that you need to know about Intentional Conversations. So I am grateful for all of you that attended and stuck with us this whole time. Um, I'm so glad to have learned so much about you, Gianna, and I will be seeing you on these internet streets. Sis. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good day. I'll talk to you later, boo. Bye. Bye.